The Path of Resistance podcast is the podcast for people wanting to learn how living life with intentionality can lead us to living our best lives. In today's world, the norm is to follow the path of least resistance, which leads to mediocrity at best. Instead, you should strive to take the path of resistance, knowing that what's to come is sweeter than what you ever could have imagined. I'm your host, Carly Welty. Join me as I interview guests who have taken the path of resistance in all areas of life and are here to share the beauty that has brought them. On this journey, you can expect to hear stories about finances, faith, business, mindset, and anything in between. Let's dive in. Today, I have Kelly on the podcast. At the time of recording this episode, she was a boy mom of two with a third on the way. Some time has passed since we recorded, and she has since had her third baby. Congrats, Kelly. I hope you and baby are doing amazing. She's a former teacher turned business owner of Kelly Ryan Co., a boutique brand and website design agency. She specializes in creating perfect brands and breathtaking websites, pairing that all with the game-changing SEO strategies. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. Hi, Kelly. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm just going to start off with our first question that we ask everybody, which is what is an example of a time that you took the path of resistance, which led to a more beautiful result? I thought about this one a lot because obviously (laughs) you ask it on every show. And it's funny because I think about like, if anyone that knew me from like probably high school and previous in life, I was definitely the kind of person that just like followed the rules, did what was expected of me you know, just like went with the flow. And I think there have been a lot of like little life choices throughout that have kind of eased me onto that path of resistance. Um, And really that led me to the biggest one, which was this past year, um, I left my career as a teacher to start my own business. And that was a very hard decision because I had been an elementary school teacher for seven years. So it was, I was pretty like deeply in it. Um, and it was not the easy choice and definitely not the expected option, I think. Um, but in the end it was like, this isn't what I want to do for 30 years. So what, how can I create a life that is going to be something that you know, for myself and my family, we really are happy with. And uh, that to us became starting my own business. So here we are. Yeah. And what an exciting decision. You're now a website designer, right? Yes. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your business? Yeah. So my business is called Kelly Ryan Co., which is my very creative first name, middle name. Um, (laughs) And it's just I started doing website design and brand design and just added in some more SEO or search engine optimization services this year, um, which has been really fun. I work mostly with creative entrepreneurs, a lot of people within the um, wedding industry and really just started out doing, like I would make little logos online for other teachers that ran, um, online shops through a website called Teachers Pay Teachers. And that kind of led me into this whole graphic design world. And uh, along the way was like, oh, but website design, I could never do that. You know, I'm not artsy enough or techie enough or whatever. 
And then at some point I was just like, I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to do that. So that's here we are. And that was like, again, like a big part of that whole, like leaving teaching. And this was definitely not the um, expected or, you know, path of least resistance, but it, it kind of led us to the now, which has been really fun. Yeah. I love how you said that it wasn't, well, obviously it's not like very similar to teaching. So you kind of <laughs> went down this path and found yourself here, but you just said, I'm going to figure it out and do it. That's really encouraging. What kind of resistance did you get? Because it is so different from like other people or internally that you fought through and how to get through that resistance. Yeah, I think, um, I definitely got the, like, just people that know me kind of looking at me like, Oh, or I've (laughs) definitely had the like oh for fun you know that response when you say like I started a business and it's like no not really I mean it should be fun but like this is my income this is what I do for a living um but I think the internal part was definitely the biggest part of it like I have been interested in graphic design and design of some sort since I can remember like in high school, just covering my binder dividers in little like doodles. And I was very into um, like fonts and trying to write different fonts and, you know, learning different like hand lettering and things like that. But all the time I was like, but I'm not artsy enough to be that or to follow that as a career path. And it really took like just myself convincing myself, like who cares? It doesn't matter if you enjoy doing this and like you think you make a good result then keep learning and make it happen. Yeah, it's interesting that you thought you weren't creative enough because it sounds to me like you were pretty creative. <laughs> I, You know, it's like, I think I'm also a very logical person. So it's almost this, just internal battle of like that creative and logic side but that has been nice like adding in that SEO part to my services this year because that is very like analytical logical you know you lay it out do the research to put it in and um I think that that uh kind of helps like balance that out but yeah I don't know I feel like I if you someone gave me a pen or a like paintbrush and we're like hey create something like it would turn out like garbage and so in my mind like if I couldn't do that then I can't be labeled as some kind of artist you know um so I just had to get over that (laughs) (laughs) love that getting over it yeah yeah in your mind you thought there's only one way to be creative but really there's this whole world of creativity yeah so can you define for the listener what SEO is and how it can help people just so, cause a lot of people don't know what the heck that is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And honestly, like before really investing my time and money into like figuring that out this year, it was so one of those elusive concepts that I was like, I see it, but what does it mean? So SEO is search engine optimization. And like in the most friendly terms, I say it's, being on good terms with Google. And there are so many pieces to it, um, but a lot of it goes into like your own website and the parts of your website that are kind of behind the scenes that maybe the 
viewer, the visitor doesn't see, but like are actually built into your website, like image titles and page titles and things like that, that most of us don't even know exist, um, but Google does. And that is how, when you search into Google and are looking for something, Google's looking through all of the websites on the internet for those little pieces that are, you know, if you have someone do your SEO are put into your site so that they can be pulled up and people can actually find you. So it's really what's driving your organic traffic, not traffic from paid ads or from social media, but just from someone searching into Google for something that you offer and your name coming up. That's a very thorough explanation. Thank you. <laughs> and that's and too much. <laughs> no, it's not too much. It's perfect. You broke it down in, in a way that is very easily understandable. And I don't know a whole lot about SEO. I could probably improve a lot on my website, but mm -hmm. just from being a business owner, I've, you know, heard here and there a little bit about it. And that's the mm -hmm. first thing I noticed when I got on your website was the clarity in the SEO and the clarity in who your client was. So how did you get to that clarity? Oh man, I feel like that was like a, a battle of just starting business, you know, and kind of you hear that, like, who's your ideal client and da da da. And it, it's like, I, I don't know. At, at first you're like, I'll work with anyone, you know? <laughs> and then um, for me, it kind of just like, happened like one of the first people that reached out to me to work on their website was one of my good friends and she is uh, a web or a, she's not a website designer she's a wedding planner and um, so I worked on hers and then from that a wedding photographer saw what I had posted on Instagram and so she reached out and then I had another wedding planner and um, I've had a couple florists come through so it's like it almost didn't happen um, on purpose that like these were the people that I serve, but I do live in the Reno Tahoe area, which is a very big destination wedding location. And so we have a lot of wedding vendors like local to me. So I think that was a big part of it. Um, and then I just kind of found like, I really liked working with a lot of these businesses are women owned you know, creative entrepreneurs, a lot of the people in the wedding industry kind of have like similar backstories to myself where they, you know, followed the, the right path, right in quotations. And, uh, and then they were like, this is not it for me and wanted to go and, and start something else. And, you know, that's kind of what led them into their situation. And so I had this like kindred spirit with a lot of my clients in that field and uh, so that really is like what led me to kind of sticking with that group of people. Nice. And then you realized who they were and decided to optimize your SEO on your website to fit that. <laughs> yes, exactly. But truly. Yeah. Yeah. I can find similarity in like being drawn towards women owned businesses and service based businesses and the creative businesses. Do you feel like focusing on that has scared away other clients or do you still work for with people like that are outside of that little bubble I guess I mean it is hard to say right? like it's hard to say who is maybe comes to my page and is like oh she doesn't serve people like me so I'm not even mm -hmm. going to reach out 
Um, but I do still get inquiries from people outside of the wedding industry. And if I feel like we're aligned in like what they're looking for and kind of just overall personality, honestly, is a big part of the connection, um, then I'll absolutely take them on. Um, it's, you know, I'm not trying to like scare anyone off, but I think when you, that's like one of the big things with when you're starting a business that's service-based is like, you hear the, oh, find your niche. And it's like so scary. Cause like I said, at first you're just like, I will take anyone. I want to work with anyone <laughs> and I don't want to scare anyone off. Um, but for me, I got to this point where I wanted to be like really good at something and so appealing to a certain type of client was a part of that. And so I wanted to like really hone in on the styles and kind of what is important within that industry so that I could mm -hmm. focus on that big thing. Yeah. Being very intentional. Yeah. <laughs> I like the intentionality of just the idea behind finding your niche and I like that you focus on that one industry to, to serve your client better and also to grow yourself and be the best in that field. So, mm -hmm. so on top of being a business owner, you are also a mom of two with, um, with one on the way. And so mm -hmm. how do you kind of juggle business and life and being intentional with those boundaries? Yeah. So we talked about this a little bit, like before interview, but my like word for 2023 is intentional. And I really sat there. I was like talking to my sister about what my word should be, um, which, you know, some people are like, why does it matter? Um, <laughs> I was trying to really set some goals and set a tone for this year. And um, I'm due with our third boy in about six weeks. So I was really trying to like think about that in going into this year and how it's going to look very different. And so I landed on the word intentional because everything that I do this year is going to be a little bit different. And I need to really focus on being intentional with the time that I have. And, um, you know, being a mom or a parent in general is like, you know, any parents out there know there's, very little predictability and anything can come at you at any time. You know, I'm sitting here like daycare could give me a call at any moment and be like, come pick up your kid. And that's just like part of life. And when you're running a business with that, it can be really challenging to um, juggle all of that. So I have worked a lot over the last several months to try and find a way to be really intentional with my time and my business and with my time with my kids um, and with my husband and just like having friends outside of all of that. Um, and one thing that I've done or started doing recently is just each time that I'm taking on a project, I will literally write down like on my planner how much time I spent on that project each day. And it has helped me really wrap my head around like how much time do I actually need to allot for a website design or for brand design? Um, because sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, it took me all week. And then I went through and I'm like, no, I only spent two hours on that design for that day. I only spent three hours on that day, you know, and 
you think about like all the other things that are reeling around you. And as you know, as a business owner, you know, there's always something to do, but when you can kind of like focus in on that time and what you can actually accomplish in a period of time, I think it helps just be so much more intentional and just really accomplish what needs to be accomplished in your day or week. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think time tracking really helps because then you're like, I worked all day and then it's like, oh crap. I actually only was productive for like three hours. (laughs) Yes, I know. And like right now I am very pregnant and tired all the time. (laughs) So there are times where I'm like, oh man, all day long I was doing whatever. And I'm like, no, I took a nap for an hour in the middle of the day. And <laughs> like, I need to just factor that in too. But I feel like it helps like, you know, as I kind of restructured some of my services and probably will at some point in the future, again, it really helps to figure out like what I can actually get done in a different period of time. And like what that timeline looks like that's best for me and for my clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before you pick this word intentional for the year, do you feel like you were less intentional or <laughs> what do you think the change is now that you've picked the word and what did you kind of struggle with before? Yeah, I actually, this was totally part of that conversation with my sister where I was like, what uh but like is that the right word am I already doing that you know whatever and like you kind of I feel like part of it is in being a business owner or being a parent at all you have to be kind of intentional um but I think the biggest thing for me this year was like I have really set aside a much more planning time and I've always been a planner like I've always had the several planners and the wall calendar over there. And, you know, that's always just been me, but I have been a lot more intentional this year in trying to plan, you know, not only like my week, but planning out um, all of the parts of my business. You know, it's not just client work, it's posting onto social media or writing blogs or doing my own website updates. Um, And then also planning like financially, what am I going to invest my money into this year? And for me, you know, I started the year in a SEO group coaching program. I just did a uh, like one-on-one session with a local coach that where we talked a lot about like time tracking and trying to just make sure all of these things I'm spending my time and money on are going to lead towards the end goal. Yeah. What are some other good tips that she had for you regarding time tracking? I'm curious now. Yeah, she, I mean, she definitely was one to suggest like writing down, you know, all of the time that it takes. Um, And she's like, you know, not just for client work, like how long does it take you to make all of your reels for Instagram or make all of your posts? And, you know, I was like, ah, I need to do more Pinterest, but I haven't really gotten there. And she's like, okay, so do your Instagram stuff. And then how long will it take you to convert that content into Pinterest? Like literally write it down, you know, set a timer and look at it. And so that next month or next week, however often you schedule out your content, um, like, you know, I need to set aside 
two hours to do that. And it's really just like thinking of, yeah, all the parts of the business and how you can make the most of that time. And one thing I talked about with her is like, right now my son's full-time at daycare. And once we have um, the little one in daycare, then we'll probably go to part-time because uh, it's super expensive. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like part of the reason of me starting this business was to have more of that like balance in life. And um, so we, uh, you know, talked about like, how can I kind of keep things going as they are while also cutting back the amount of hours I'll actually have to dedicate towards work. You know, some people have kids that like, I don't know, they seem to be able to work from home with their children there, but like my toddler is not one of those kids. So <laughs> I just have to know, like no work is happening when he's home. And, uh, so we really tried to like plan out how much time I'll actually have in a work week um, once we go to that part-time and how to make it all work in that. Tell me if this, if you relate to this, but I feel like I do a lot of planning and then I don't stick to my plan. Like I'll be like, okay, I'm going to work from 7.30 to 3.30 or whatever. And then I start at six one day and then I start at nine the next day and then I work until five one day and then I'll work until seven the next day. <laughs> so I'm like, yes. you know, I just really need to stick to the plan that I actually made because that's what being intentional is about. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. And of course there's like life happens and things are going to come up. And mm. like I said, there's just like daycare could call at any time. And I just have to be able to like factor that in but I think when you have a good plan in place and when you have good routines in place it makes it a lot easier to kind of like shift your schedule um, when the unexpected comes up yeah planning ahead for that that's a good tip. yeah <laughs> so what are some triumphs that you've had since you started this business and maybe even some struggles too yeah, this one is hard. <laughs> I mean, I think anyone like just reflecting on any piece of life and you're trying to think of like the struggles and triumphs can be challenging. But um, for me, I think the biggest struggle, I'll start there because then we can lead into the end on a high <laughs> note. Um, the, the struggle was really like, how do I even attract clients you know how do I find people um and how do I get these people to like trust me <laughs> and it, it definitely takes some trial and error and throwing spaghetti at the wall and uh just like reading books and looking all over the internet to try and see how other people are doing it and learning from others and I think I still have a lot of growth to do in this. You know, I'm definitely not like, oh, I, I always have clients flooding into me. Um, but it's nice to like, I've definitely come a long way from that. So starting out with that struggle, that was definitely one of the, the big like initial things. Um, but kind of on the flip side of that, one of the triumphs is that I've been able to raise my prices um, because I have gotten clients coming in and I have produced work that they're happy with. 
And I think that's the best thing when you get a client that's like sharing your work everywhere because they're so happy with it. And you just are like, ah, yes, it's like that validation of like, I, I'm on the right path and I'm doing the right thing. And um, like with that is a lot of social media marketing has been a part of my like whole, how I've found clients. And another triumph I think is just that I've used Instagram, specifically Instagram. I will be honest that I am terrible at Facebook and like all the other social media platforms. So specifically Instagram as a social platform, which sounds crazy because some people forget that that's what it is. It is a social network. And I started out just like, oh, I just need to post these things because that's what the algorithm tells me to do. I got to post, you know? (laughs) And then I was like, man, this is like sucking the life out of me. And once I started getting into like planning out content that I was thinking, oh, my audience or my future clients will find this information so helpful. I actually got excited about what I was posting and then interacting with people that I follow, you know, with their content or like, even for like you and I, like I've followed you for, I don't even know how long, probably since early in my business, because I was like, an accountant seems like someone I should probably follow. (laughs) And then it's like, I didn't actually know you until being like, oh, I'll respond to her story and see about this podcast, you know? It's like, you have to just kind of put yourself out there to quote unquote, meet people on the Mm -hmm. internet. And, and it, I think it makes it so much more worth it to like spend your time there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And really focusing on like the connection that you're making instead of just like, I don't know, liking 10 pictures. I mean, granted, I still do that sometimes, but I think more important is like making the connection and I can tell that you were very open and inviting to making that connection. So I just want to compliment you on that. But it's like, it's totally one of those things that you're like, it's so weird and uncomfortable because I don't know this person. But then I think after, you know, working from home and in this like entrepreneurship life where it's really just yourself for most things, you're like, well, I'm going to send that person a message or I'm going to comment on that person's thing because I, that's my form of like adult interaction right now. (laughs) And uh, so you just kind of go for it. And then you find that like most of these people are so open and welcoming to also making those connections. Yeah. And treating it like a social network. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You got to really intentionally find the right people because <laughs> I know some people can get caught up on like the posting and stuff. But anyways, Instagram, I think is a great place to find those connections, especially when you're first starting out in business. I feel like we've had similar patterns in our business where we're like, okay, how do we find the client? And then, okay, I found the first client. Let's tweak it a little bit and improve mm-hmm. from there. Do you have any words of wisdom for people who are like, how do I find that first client? Because you sound like you spent a lot of time researching that or investing in that. Yeah. I mean, I think part of it is luck, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but for me again, like my first client was really a friend. And so if you have anyone 
that you feel you can reach out to that might need what you're offering, like just put it out there. And I think for her, I was like, oh, I'll, I'll give you like a really good discount, you know, like I, 50% off like my first project, <laughs> you know, it was way cheaper than I would ever charge someone else, but you have to start somewhere. And I don't know, that's kind of one of those like unpopular opinions of people like, well, one, like don't work with friends or family. I've heard that one. And um, don't discount your services for them. And sure, like I understand the the logic behind that. But when you're just starting out, you're still finding your own style and you're still trying to figure out like what your systems are going to be. So if you can find someone that is, you know, someone that you know, or even someone you don't know, and you're just like, Hey, do you, do you need this service? I'll give you a really good discount. Um, I think that that is like a, a great way to at least start building your portfolio of work. Yeah, I like how you said they're unpopular opinions because they really are. Like people mm -hmm. really put those strategies down, but I don't think they're a bad idea, especially it's not only like finding your first client, but also building your confidence in yourself. Yeah. Like you said, finding your style. And mm -hmm. so if that's your strategy, don't feel ashamed because you have to start somewhere. So Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just went back to one of my first clients recently and was like, hey, do you like, I have like a half week project coming up do you need anything done on your website? Because you were one of the lucky ones that got me still figuring it out. So like, if I can help you out for a couple of days, let me know. And so it's like, you can always circle back to doing something like that. Um, but it's, yeah, you have to give yourself grace in like the figuring it out part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of grace or you probably won't make it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I love all the research it sounds like you put into starting and building your business. So with that, I'm sure you have a great book or resource that you can share with us that has really helped you in your business. Yeah. I Okay. This one I feel is like a little generic because this book came out in 2013, but it is still one. I have reread it multiple times and it's still one that I like recommend all the time. Um, and it's You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. And it's so, it's just like, I feel like one of those launching points, like if you are listening to this podcast and you're like, I struggle to take the path of resistance, this book, I think is just so good at, at that, like really guiding you towards that and knowing that when things are going wrong, that doesn't necessarily mean it's time to give up, you know, it's, it can mean that you're on the right path and you're almost there to that end goal. And she has a, a couple of other books actually, but the, you are a badass at making money. is also a great one. If you're like intentionally looking into starting a business, um, because it obviously like it's about making money. So it goes a lot more into the financial piece and like just getting your mindset around what goes into, um, making money from a business and kind of like the just yeah the general mindset of like you can do it um so I guess I guess I have two books to recommend but <laughs> they kind okay. of go together I have a follow-up question with that did you actually read the book or did you do the audio version 
I think I read and listened to You Are a Badass. And then I definitely listened to the um, You Are a Badass at Making Money one. Okay. Was the Audible yeah. version good? Like Yes, narrative? because she she reads it. Okay. Um, Jen Sincero, the author. And so like her, she has like a great, very like dry sense of humor. Um, and so, yeah, I, I enjoyed her input on it. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. Yeah. I have to listen. I actually just, I I think this might be the first audiobook that I've ever listened to, but it was the five second rule by Mel Robbins. And mm-hmm. I was always like, I need the, to read the book. Like, I feel like you get more out of it. And if I want to listen to something, I'll listen to a podcast, but I've, if the narrator's right, I think I found a hack in audible books. Yeah. I have to like test the audio first mm-hmm. because sometimes they have like an accent or something that I just cannot like get past. <laughs> I'm just like, I, I focus too much on like the accent of the reader rather than like, like, especially um, if you have read any of the Lisa Jewell books, she is a um, British author and so like the narrators are always British and so there's some words they'll just say differently and I'm like (laughs) I can't unfocus on this now so you have to like do the little sample you have to test it yeah yeah (laughs) it's a good tip well let's wrap up by asking where can people find you yeah so like I've talked about big on Instagram (laughs) um so my handle is uh Kelly Ryan with two n's co all one word And like I said, I'm uh, very social on there. So don't feel weird to just send me a message (laughs) and say hi. Um, And then my website is kellyryan.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for your time today. It was really a joy getting to talk to you. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Do you own a small business and need help with your numbers? I can help with that. Hi, I'm Carly Balti, owner of KW Accounting Services and the host of this podcast. Knowing your numbers is definitely in the top five things you should absolutely, without a doubt, no questions asked, prioritize in your business. You might be scared because you think your numbers are a mess, but I can help you get them organized and keep them organized going forward. Go to my website, carlywalty.com, to book a free consultation call to get quoted. Are you just starting your business and you have more expenses than income? Even if you don't have room in your budget for a bookkeeper, I still have something that can help you. Look on my website to see if my DIY bookkeeping template is right for you. Right now, get 10% off my template with the code PODCAST. Kelly was a blast having a conversation with. She's one of those people I could be besties with in real life. She was so genuine and funny. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. Here are the takeaways. Number one, even though there were self-doubts and website design was so different than teaching, With no prior experience, Kelly decided to start small and gain skills and confidence in something completely new, which was website design. That is such an encouragement that if you feel like your life isn't where you want it to be, you can always pivot as long as you have the grit and determination to figure it out along the way. Number two, SEO is an important part of a website and a business's online marketing, but having clarity before the SEO is even more important. Number three, Time tracking can be a great way to keep track of your day and where your time was spent. Even if it's not all on work, it's good to regularly evaluate where your time is going. It's also great to see where your time has previously been spent so you can be more accurate in your planning, which leads to takeaway number four. Takeaway number four is Kelly mentions how she has been more intentional in setting aside time for planning. 
I can attest from personal experience how this has really helped me in my business. I try to set aside at least five minutes at the beginning and end of each day to plan for the day and see what is coming in the next few days. Above that, Kelly mentions financial planning, which is more long-term. Basically, the takeaway here is that if you're an entrepreneur and a business owner, it is super helpful to intentionally set aside time for short-term and long-term planning. Thank you so much for listening into this episode. I hope you were encouraged to take the path of resistance, whatever that looks like for you. Even though it might be scary, it's worth it in the end to know you lived a life of intentionality and reaped beautiful rewards. If you like this episode, I would love for you to post it on Instagram and tag me at KW Accounting Services. Thanks. See you next time.